You're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. McClunky! <laughs> We're just going to get right into it. I'm James. I'm joined with Brock as always. And joining us today is executive producer Heidi. Heidi, what's up? Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. Thanks for joining us on 153 of the Rebel Scum Podcast. Wow. I can't believe we've come this far, James. Neither can I. I remember when we were both wide-eyed, 30-somethings, and you were like, let's do a podcast. And I said, what? No. <laughs> anyway, we've been doing this Can you? three and a half years, almost four years. Four years this summer we'll be doing this. Uh, My God. Yeah. It amazes me. Not only that, but people actually keep coming back. Yeah. Heidi's here. Heidi's like... Heidi's like, we kept her hostage. Nobody needs to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew's off camera holding a gun. (laughs) By the way, this past weekend uh, was the Super Bowl. Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? No. (laughs) Because the Colts weren't in it. Brock, did you watch it? I did. uh, Because my roommate likes to throw a party every year. And I I enjoy it. I don't like sports, but I enjoy everything that revolves around sports. Mm-hmm. Like, I love going to see live sports. Just mostly like, oh, what's the fun food here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, I don't know. And it's always fun. And like, uh, but it's I do enjoy working in TV. Like they did some. I don't know if you watched most of the pregame stuff, James. But they did a lot of cool like 3D animation graphics on there. I was like, wow. People are like, it's just a note. Like. It's just on top of the, what they're shooting. I'm like, it's still cool. I like it. <laughs> I I did. Well, like, I, I like the, Go, Heidi. No, I was gonna say I, I like to watch for the commercials, but they didn't look that yeah. good this year. Oh, they were garbage. So, garbage. Yeah. Commercials. yeah and, and my thing was, you know, I said, well, I'll I'll root for any team that wears red or wants to Joe Montana as a quarterback. <laughs> But that was both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you lost out on that one. Well, the reason why I brought up the Super Bowl is because it was two years ago that we we were enthralled, mesmerized by the solo trailer. Solo premiered during the Super Bowl, and then the next day, the Super Monday, we got the full trailer on Good Morning America. Did any of you have flashbacks to that like I did? I thought of it, but I thought it was last year. But I'm like, that can't. Now I think of it as like, that's not right. (laughs) But yeah, like, what a great move that was. You can say whatever you want about Han Solo or Solo the movie, but it's like that was a smart advertisement scheme. So I love that. That was great. The only it was a great movie. So I don't care what anyone says. It is. Yeah. No, I love that movie. Make a second one. That'd be great. (laughs) Or put a show on Disney Plus with Crimson Dawn and Kira. Come on. Please, please do it. Please what, do it. That's what we need. I know it's like it's it's made for that. Just give us it. But whatever. Yeah. I don't make the rules. I am not uh, Bob Iger, <laughs> or am I? Robert Iger. I'm Robert Igor. <laughs> All right. Before we get started, check out our sister. Can we call it a sister channel, Brock? The sister station, RSPN Detours. Sure. RSPN Detours. Detours. 
Yeah, I guess. We put like clips. There's clips there and fun stuff like that. Also, if you if you're in because Clone Wars is coming back, so if you're doing a Clone Wars rewatch, but you want to watch in a chronological order on RSPN Detours, Andrew Fantasia does a video breaking it down how to watch it in uh, chronological order. So yeah, go over there cool. for that. It is a lot of fun. Heidi's on that. How do you go there? Huh? That's where I found you. That's where I found you. Yeah, it back when it was under a different time. Yeah. 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 Memories. Just say, see, you go to Andrews and then you watch it to find out what not order to watch. <laughs> I fully agree with you, but like at the same note, he's the reason I know about this chronological order. It's very, very interesting. Like it's, it's it's wild. Like the first actual episode you're supposed to watch is like season three or something, and it yeah. makes sense once you see how it works. But it's just like, it's not like, wow, that's amazing. But they did some really interesting ideas there. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, you wonder how much of that was planned. I, I don't know. Like it's it's wild. Like, uh, oh, great show. I, I I keep telling myself to rewatch it, and then I get distracted by like the outsider. <laughs> And curb your enthusiasm. I, Aaron made me watch The Outsider. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's my feeling on The Outsider. I watched an episode. There was uh, three episodes were up, and she saw the first two, and not the third one yet. Now there's four episodes, yeah. I guess. But anyway, when those were up, she's like, "Do you want to watch?" It? I was like, "Okay, well." And I sat through the first one. I said, "Just skip to the third. I'm over. I'm over it. I moved on." The sh- it was like three hours long that episode, Brock. Yeah, I can't handle it. I like my thirty yeah, minutes. I'm not. Uh, you're not going to convince me about a Stephen King theme. Oh show. no, I know you like, love it. It's just it's very. It was long. I'm like, no, I like my half hour. If you could condense that into like a twenty minute watch, Ben Mendelsohn, though, you're right, absolutely phenomenal in that. Jason Bateman, yeah. also great. He directed the first episode. Jason. Yeah. Bateman. Yeah. Uh, I got to remind you guys: live stream. Oh, like and subscribe. Live stream seven p.m. every Monday. Um, yeah. All right. You guys want to get right into the show? Because we've been talking about Heidi. I lost your picture, by the way. I hope you don't mind. Oh, well. I don't know what's going on with my. I'm, I, I'm tethering from my cell phone today. The internet should be flawless, but you know how it is. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, live stream 7 p.m. Our topic today should legacy characters appear in the Mandalorian or future saga films, or is it better to start anew? The idea is that Yoda, this High Republic rumor is that Yoda is going to be in there, and apparently the season two, the season, a season two of the Mandalorian is going to feature a legacy character from the Skywalker saga. Brock, is this good news or bad news? Uh, I don't feel like it's news in general. Like it, this kind of franchise, it's you're gonna do that. It's like they've already been doing it for the longest time in like Clone Wars and Rebels like it's you're expecting it every time we get a new project it's like oh they could drop this character in there and that so it's not news to me uh, but I think that I think legacy characters like maybe if we're closing the book on the like, Skywalker saga maybe like move away from it unless it's a project that's just about them you know like I would love to see what happens between episodes like what is it six and seven see like what happened in that huge beer that huge gap 
But uh, I mean, but it's not. I don't think it's a bad thing. If do it or not, it's like that's why I say it's not news. Like it's you put Thrawn in Rebels and it worked. It was great. <laughs> I know that's expanded universe and we're talking more like you know, Luke and Han, right? That's what you're we're, we're looking at. Well, I, I think it, I don't know who we're looking at. Just any characters, I guess. Yeah. Thrawn, since that's Thrawn's fair. in Rebels, I mean, Thrawn could be thrown into the Mandalorian. I mean, he won't be because he'd be in space, but he could be thrown theoretically <laughs> into the Mandalorian. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I don't hate it. I think I don't. I think it's unavoidable since, <laughs> like, uh, what's his face? Moff Gideon has the dark saber, so it's like, well, what is that? So we're gonna explain probably history from Clone Wars. So there, there it is. But uh, would I love like a Han Solo appearance? Ooh, that'd be great. That would be great. I mean. If they can make a movie where Harrison Ford talks to a CG dog for two hours, why can't they just CG young Han Solo into Mandalorian? True. What do you think, Heidi? Um. Well, I mean, if we're going Legends characters, uh, we're not going to get Mara Jade because I decided after seeing Cara Dune that it is law that uh, the main uh, female heroine of the Star Wars film has to be a brunette. So we've gone with that part- <laughs> pattern again. Um I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's Easter eggs throughout the Mandalorian. Yeah. And actually, I think that's why maybe Clone Wars is coming back to explain how Moff Gideon got the, the Dark Saber to begin with. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a coincidence. But I talk some uh, um, Rising Empire, uh, not Rising Empire. Um, Shadow of the Empire characters. Maybe, uh, maybe the sex bot will come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brock, you're reading the comics. They're kind of redoing Shadow... Not redoing, but they're, they're redoing that the story in that time period that Shadows of the yeah. Empire takes place in. You're loving I mean, that comic, got deep into that, but, like, yeah, that's basically the same time period. And all. It would... Oh, Dash, that's... Like, that Rendar, even just for a second in the comic book at some point, would be great. I don't think you're, I don't think you're ever going to get Dash Render. I think I think uh, I think Lucasfilm mostly hates Dash Rendar for whatever reason. I love Dash Render. Dash Render. Yeah. You know what? People can can piss all over Dash Render all they want, but yeah. Dash Rendar really, you know, maybe not to the same effects of the Heir to the Empire, but it pulled Dash Rendar was a big contributing factor to bringing Star Wars mm-hmm. back. Like Shadows of the Empire was a book, a video game, a comic, soundtrack, action figures, and not just yeah. like one or two action figures, like sections of them at the toy store. Yeah, like, yeah there yeah. was a lot made of that. And Lucas, George Lucas, looked at that, and that's he was like, okay, Star Wars is it can do well again. Let's do the prequels. Like that was a precursor to it all. Um, yeah, Star Wars really did. And I think you know. On some level, everybody needs to respect Shadows of the Empire for the con- its contributing factor to where Star Wars is. Maybe not so much today, but but the prequels and getting past the prequels and and all that. Does Crimson? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Heidi. No, I was just gonna say. Do you think with the uh, the New Republic kind of in um uh. You know, uh, shambled a little bit. You know, trying to get splitting that the um, crime syndicates are coming into power. Maybe we'll get more of like the Black Sun. Maybe we'll get like uh, was name Prince Shizor or Shizor. Yeah, Shizor. Uh, Shizor. 
maybe we'll get him or his family, maybe more of the, um, especially with bounty hunters around, maybe more of the uh, crime center. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> I was exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, what, does Crimson Dawn predate Soloed? Is it something, is it just a new version of a Black Sun? Because that was a really cool part of that game. But Black Sun and Shizor's Alien are in the Clone Wars, I believe. Not Shizor himself, right. right? So that's all canon. Yeah. So, like, my question is, is oh, I yeah, I see what you mean, but uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, like that stuff was so cool. I remember reading the novelization of uh, Shadows of the Empire, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. Uh, going back to what you said earlier, though, I honestly was thinking about the other day, like, couldn't we get Mara Jade back in this? Like, maybe she's not linked with Luke at all, because whatever, but like. I think it would be fun to see Mara Jade in like a Mandalorian. Like, why not? Like, she's kind of is she? She's not really a bounty hunter. She's more of an assassin, right? I kind of remember. Like, I know she worked maybe, for Thrawn. Maybe, maybe in canon, there's. I saw a rumor on the internet that maybe in canon she's CBPC's mother. Hmm. Interesting. That would be a yeah. storyline to switching it up so she's not Luke. She's CBPs. I get behind that. Why not? Yeah. Why not? yeah. You know what? I, I'll say this. Because I I, I, I'm kind of like, sure, put them in there, whatever. I, I just think when you, the one thing I hope, and I think we're going to get a lot of big news about Lucasfilm and the future of the company itself in a little while. And I think, you know, Dave Filoni and John Favreau and them are going to be huge, huge players in Star Wars. Didn't I? I brought this up a little while ago. I'm like, I would be all for if it was like, the you know the directors of the Mandalorian Favreau, Favreau and Filoni, and they were just like, "Go, have play, have fun," like in Ninja Turtles, like just go with Star Wars and do it. And they just went and did it. I would love that if because I just I trust all those people immensely with them. And the thing with Dave Filoni though, and we talked about this on the live stream, is Dave Filoni understands Star Wars so much and he learned from George Lucas obviously but he understands it so much he understands the characters he understands what people want but he knows how to integrate what we know and love into stories in fresh new ways he brought Thrawn into Rebels now is the Thrawn in Rebels as good as the one in in the books no but it's also in a in a Disney XD show right so it's a different type of Thrawn but IG-11 is not IG-88 but they brought in this IG drone it's just phenomenal it's awesome he knows how to inter- intertwine all of these things seamlessly and and ways that that fans of the franchise appreciate and and love yeah <laughs> um, I think go Heidi yeah <laughs> No, I was just gonna say, I, I, you know, Pooh Stark still acts if they want to bring Cammy in since he made a cameo in the Last Jedi novelization of Luke's life. Yeah, in the dream sequence, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He <laughs> wants to stick her in. It's almost like they should make a what if Star Wars series. They're gonna do that on Mar on for Marvel on Disney Plus. So it's like what if? Uh, what was it? Uh, Peggy Carter was was a super got took the super soldier serum and stuff like that, but yeah, like that would be great with the Star Wars. Like, what if Luke Skywalker got married? <laughs> what if? <laughs> what well, if? Infinity like, comics. Yeah, they did yeah, those yeah. comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my thing. Yeah, exactly. I brought this up on Monday's live stream, man. It's like they got to start having fun with the property. 
Just have yeah, yeah, fun yeah. with it. Have, do the what if because we're gonna go there. We're gonna watch it and be like, "Oh, that was a fun little story," and we can yeah. move on. Like, we're how, how about? Go on. No, I just say, how about uh, Luke as Prince of Alderaan and um, playing the daughter? <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd be all over. Make that entire series like <laughs> like a four season series. I would watch all of that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'd be yeah. Like, I actually, I think I was when I was rewatching uh, New Hope recently. I thought of that opening in the novelization of Last Jedi, where Luke has this like, "Oh, this is what your life could have been if you did nothing." And it's just like, it's interesting seeing because part of that is like, the Empire's still around. Uh, Leia is arrested. Obi Wan is arrested, and like, he's like, "I heard all these stories, and I never saw that droid again." And it's like. Yeah, if he never goes to look for R2, like, a lot of that story doesn't really occur. <laughs> uh, so, true. yeah. Man, that would be... Oh, be so but, yeah. I think... I feel like Alderaan is in our future somehow. Uh, we're talking a lot about High Republic, but seeing Alderaan in re- real real life or something, like in a movie or uh, show, would be fantastic, yeah, in my opinion. It's great seeing Bail Organa at the end of Revenge of the Sith on Alderaan. And, it's, mm-hmm. and it was great to see... Uh, Cara Dune mentioned that she's from Alderaan as well. Yes. Which was awesome. So uh, Alderaan's there. Alderaan blows up. She's got an extra grudge on everything too to go with it. I love that. I think if if you show, if you're doing Star Wars now, because look, when George Lucas made A New Hope, Alderaan was just the name of a planet, right? (laughs) It was just like, uh, we're going to blow up Alderaan. Now, 42 years later, we have this history and so if, if, if Lucasfilm is going to do this right, you could show us Alderaan and make them sympathetic people and we could all like really root for them. And then when, they, then when you watch A New Hope and they blow that up, you're like, well, that really changes everything. And I've mentioned this, Brock, when I watched the, the prequels and I watched the original trilogy and I read Lords of the Sith, Vader changes for me. Vader is completely different now in the original trilogy because I can hear Anakin in his words. Anakin's right, pain right. bleeding through. And I think that works for me immensely. It's a fantastic device to use where he's not just the muscle anymore. He's, he's, he's three-dimensional. He's got a lot going on. And if you can add that to Alderaan, if they can start doing this to other little pieces of the saga, they could really have something big and meaningful here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. Rewatching New Hope, and like the first time you see Vader, he's holding that uh, the rebel yeah. general. Holding like this and strangling, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like, wow, they really hadn't thought. Of, well, they couldn't. <laughs> like, forces the effects to make the force work. I was like, yeah, you never think about it. Like he's a big guy because uh, he's daunting. And it's like Hayden Christensen was like skinny and whatever. And it's just like he's this big guy to strangle. He's like, he, you're the villain. You need to get across that <laughs> you're strong and unstoppable. Like. Wow, we've yeah. come so far. <laughs> you know, I love that he does that. And yeah. in, uh, in Rise of Skywalker, which I love Rise of Skywalker, Kylo Ren kind of picks up his Imperial guy and throws him on the ceiling. I don't. Yes. I thought that was, it was fun. I thought it was a little too much, though. I'm like, yeah, it's, like it's almost slapstick, like, almost. I was like, I like when Vader, like the menacing is just like Vader, like even when he strangles him in the, in the, guy, the one officer in the room, it's so yeah. small. It's like, Less is more, I feel. And I think, I think they need to really... The technology is there, 
but reel it in a little bit. Just reel it yeah. in a little bit. And if there's a flaw for the prequels, it's that the technology was there for George Lucas to create all of these landscapes and everything he wanted. But maybe he should just reeled it in a little bit, right? And I think less is more. Keep it, keep it to what we know. Um, <laughs> Vader's awesome. <laughs> Can we just get more Vader? No, we should. Vader's done. His storyline's over. Let's move on. Well, like, um, I remember when I saw that in um, The Last Jedi, I'm not The Last Jedi, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, when that scene happened, it was obviously a throwback to A New Hope. I mean, yeah. the audience just burst out laughing. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a funny I think I think it is. It's just... They, they, I think they use... The Force is weird. Like, they use it really well. Like, when he stops the blaster bolt, it's awesome. But then, so yeah. even when they get shot now, and people have to go flying forty feet in the air after they get shot, like just fall down. Like <laughs> I don't need to see you go through windows all the time. I'm kind of over. I don't know. I'm just old and grumpy, Brock. I'm just over that. Um, <laughs> but whatever. I, I, uh, according to Andrew, I'm old. So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh yeah, and, well Andrew's was, he's very good at insulting people. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you know, he's a big... I love, I'm kidding. I love Andrew. You are. Well, that's the kidding anyway. part. Nobody does. Are there any characters <laughs> that you guys would think... Heidi, I'll start with you. Any characters you think would be off-base? Obviously, dead characters are dead, but off-base uh, putting into a show like The Mandalorian? Um, off-base. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. Um... Being ridiculous. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, maybe uh, Admiral Akbar or Mon Mothma. Oh, that would that'd be great though. Like, yeah, <laughs> I would like that. All right, fight, Brock. Why would you like that? Uh, I think it's cool because it's like five years after, right? Uh, Return of the Jedi. So like maybe. Mandalorian goes to a planet that isn't like a backwaters planet. It's like the Republic is in control here and he maybe has to assassinate someone. That's a question. Will the Mandalorian <laughs> assassinate someone at some point? Will he go back to being a bounty hunter or will he just be that stay-at-home dad? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I think Akbar, Akbar for sure is just like, yeah, put him in there. That'd be sick. Because it's like it's just a guy in a mask, and anyone can do that voice. Well, no slam against the actual voice actor, who I believe has passed away. But uh, yeah, uh, no, I love that. Like, let's let's we're starving to know what happened. I, in my opinion, I'm like, what happened after Return of the Jedi? And then like, you get to see something like this. Uh, but I think it's easy to drop in random bounty hunters. Hell. We're talking about Mandalorians. Get us a, an old Sabine Wren. I know we don't know where she goes with Ahsoka, but like this is perfect for that. I don't know. I'll be down for for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just hope whatever we get doesn't take away. I'm really excited to get to learn more about Moff mm-hmm. Gideon. That character yeah. is so cool. A true villain. Um and uh, I just I can't wait to get more. I thought I like I, I actually at one point I was like, is this character coming up? And I didn't expect <laughs> yeah. Moff Gideon to be as awesome as he was toward at the end. You know, and like I feel like Giancarlo Esposito did like three days on that show. <laughs> oh yeah, but the thing is, his impact is so yeah, great. No. <laughs> 
That's why I love this show. Like, they didn't explain anything, and you're like, I'm in. I am in. <laughs> yeah, and well, it lives under the premise less is more. Yeah. <laughs> you just froze, Brock, and your arms were up in the air. Hi to your picture says I come in because my internet's a piece of crap. Uh, just... I don't look good on camera anyway, so that's fine with me. Oh, don't <laughs> listen to Andrew. He's cracked no, two lenses. Andrew's... <laughs> All right, let's. You guys want to go over to Never Time of the Odds? Let's do it. Let's go. Never. T- Hold on. I can't do it yet. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. This says top five. I'm trying to. I'm so, I can't see anything. Graphic. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Ever tell me the odds. Oh, that was difficult. It's brought Rock to you by our wonderful Patreon. Patreon. Right here. Uh, so our, our Patreons are Heidi Petter. She's here. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Athon, G- Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, Phil Staniforth, Janet Rubio, Austin Scherger, uh, where I lost my spot. Sorry, Scott D, Andy Higgins, Josh Price, Mason Hope, Matt W. Rez, Rural Farm Boy, Frank Perkins, Sooner Thrawn, Neil Lowry, D. Raven Spencer, Matt Dallas, DJ Blake, Leak, Play One, Kyla Davis, Charlotte, Mariah Weekland, Girls with Sabres, and He Who Shall Not Be Named. Andrew. Andrew Fantasia, thank you for joining us on Patreon. That is the Denim Nerds. The <laughs> Denim Nerds. I was on his channel recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked High Republic is what we talked. And, uh, and he did a video with me uh, about uh, Sabine and Ahsoka show is a new rumor going around for the sequel series Ooh. to Rebels that comes out this winter, apparently. I don't know how that timeline works, but that's what's being uh, rumored because rumors are accurate. <laughs> rumor has it rumor has it uh, did you guys watch the halftime show at the Super Bowl yeah it was great I did not see it no I was cooking I I heard it was like being a gynecologist <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fair I will say Shakira <laughs> impressed me quite a bit I was like wow she's really good uh, it was I think it was a better halftime show of past years okay. but yeah Shakira what a what a entertainer! All right, I didn't see it. I was in the kitchen making uh, food. Oh man, I made a killer gluten free pizza for all you hipsters out there. I made a killer gluten free pizza. I I've been working on my like, gluten free dough and I crushed it this time. I crushed it. You know what? My niece is gluten free. You'll have to send me the recipe. You got it because nope. I'm not even joking. I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, I did this. But she is number two in the nation in women's collegiate javelin. Oh, we'll have that extra protein to it. That's pretty awesome. awesome. (laughs) Uh, University of Notre Dame. Well, okay. I'm gonna. I'll send you the recipe, and you send me uh, a javelin spear. Okay. All right. Never tell me the odds. Brought to us by Patreon. Thank you so much for all of your support over there on Patreon. Uh, here we go. The first one, Brock, this is more for you. Wow, this is a spelling error. Uh, the odds of big... Ben Solo Funko Pop celebration exclusive. Will there be a Ben Solo Funko Pop exclusive to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2020? Brock, I'll start with you. I think there'll definitely be something Rise of Skywalker related. Uh, 
But it being the what is it anniversary of Empire Strikes Back fortieth? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's that's gonna be one of the big themes for that because they usually have like five or six. No, I think even more. Like it's 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 Funko. They're out of control. Uh, ben Solo, though, I think so. Um, I'm gonna go eighty percent. Heidi, we're like seventy seventy five percent. I mean, we have Star Wars, so why wouldn't we get late then? Yeah, great and, point. Uh, Funko's like Funko's like Canada. They'll release anything. <laughs> All they have to do is take one of their unmasked Kylo Ren and make a blue lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 100%. We're going to get it. Celebration exclusive. I'm going to go 60%. 60. I think. Oh, mm-hmm. they don't do Smuggler's Bounty anymore. I think that would be a guarantee of a Smuggler's Bounty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our next. Uh, huh? Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'll up it. What are the odds that they'll have a. Celebration exclusive of Ray and uh, Kylo fighting on whatever the where the Death Star was in the water, like that's you know how they have those like scenes from. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. From, why, like, why wasn't that on Force Star- Friday? Why would they do that on Force Friday? Yeah, we saw it in the like, trailer. Just re- like they released nothing on Force Friday. It was such a joke. No, but I mean more. Sorry, I didn't add this part. More specific, she's like guy the lightsaber through him, like. Ooh. Thirty five percent. Thirty five percent. There you go. I would love it. I, I just don't think they would do that one. But that would be amazing. Yeah. Heidi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go like ten percent. I don't see it. Ah, <laughs> oh. what about you? Twenty percent, because I don't believe in anything. I think of. <laughs> <laughs> our, our next odd the odds of an animated series on Disney Plus about Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren about Kylo and the Knights of Ren animated on Disney Plus voiced by me you are my Knights of Ren but I do uh, I 100% want this for sure but like I, they're doing Knights of the Rise of Kylo Ren they're in that so it's like an animation of that I guess but no this would be more like him as an adult sort of thing. But this would be a great way to like explain the scene you see in Force Awakens with like uh, them as a group. So it's like, oh, what was happening there? Uh, I'm going to say, though, 54% because I think I don't think anyone wow. cares about that. That's pretty right high, now. though. Heidi? Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I mean, it depends what the genre would be. I mean, it's because mm. I, I remember Marvel out some like comedic versions of like uh spider-man and oh yeah like spider-verse sort of stuff like here's the london yeah, and, and uh, it was on tv actually i think it was on disney <laughs> it was like uh it was like spider-man and uh incredible hulk and, yeah and, uh, i barely remember that they were on the disney channel might have more for kids I could mm. maybe see them doing a comedic version. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be great. So, That's the... I, I don't know. I'm just gonna go twenty percent. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go thirty percent. I just think again, this comes down to just having fun with the brand. You know, Marvel can get away with that because not everything needs to be connected and Star Wars are obsessed with everything being connected and when you do that you, you take away these little opportunities. Dope, they allow these Lego shows to continue, so uh, who knows? And our final <laughs> odd today, the odds of John Favreau being the showrunner for a new Star Wars series 
after Mandalorian Season 2. Will Jon Favreau showrun another Disney Plus Star Wars show that is not The Mandalorian, Heidi? Um, I'm going to give 70% because he's obviously a huge fan. And, uh, even if they don't offer him a lot of money, I think he'd want to do it. But they probably would offer him a lot of money anyway, so it's too positive for him to do it. Unless he feels like it would interfere with his creative abilities, mm. but... I mean, I don't know. This is the guy who referenced the holiday spot. <laughs> He's your favorite Favreau person on the planet. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat Favreau in Heidi's eyes. Brock, what about you? I fully agree with what Heidi says. It's like it's it comes down to does he still want to make Star Wars movies or maybe he doesn't uh, Star Wars shows. Like maybe he's not. Maybe he won't want to write it per se, but just sort of be in charge. Kind of be like, no, you can't do that. But this is a good idea. Sort of like. Can, like groom the next generation of writers for Star Wars, so I, I like it. Uh, answer the question. I'm gonna go sixty percent. I think John Favreau's at an age is like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep making yeah. the same thing over again. I'm I'm good. I got Disney money now. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna go sixty-three percent. I don't necessarily believe it's gonna happen, but I think it's high. You know, there's a, I think there's a better chance of it happening than not happening at this point. And uh, I know uh, nothing. So there <laughs> you go. All right, Brock, this is it. Hollow news. Da 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 da. Hollow news. Hollow news. Brock is reading the hollow news. I really hate that people like that. <laughs> well, we put that on a motion picture soundtrack and it's doing quite uh-huh. well. All right, I'm going to mute my mic. Have fun. <laughs> Uh, hollow news so the news you need to know right now uh apparently there is a star wars house i talked about this last month or last month last last episode there was a star wars enthusiast that has this whole basement but apparently uh airbnb you can rent a nine bedroom vacation rental home in uh florida 15 minutes away from star wars galaxy's edge somebody was thinking because <laughs> this is perfect and it's all decked out it's not so much memorabilia but like the rooms are painted to look like spaceships and what have you and the the decor looks i think the one bedroom looks like the millennium falcon one bedroom looks like cloud city uh it's currently listed on airbnb for 275 dollars a night which like that is high for airbnb but do don't forget it's a nine bedroom house uh but there's also around $700 worth of fees for like probably like keeping it clean or whatever. So it's a pretty hefty place to stay. But it's, uh, I think it's kind of worth it. it, it what do we got here? It's the owner worked for the amusement park theming company to create murals, build custom beds, and add 3D elements and special effects to the villa. Um there's some and like I said, it makes it look like Cloud City. It looks like the the Millennium Falcon. We're not just talking paintings; like it's things light up. Um, and the mural, uh, there's even a fog machine and a rug in the Cloud City one to make it look like you're in the clouds. And the rug looks like Han Solo frozen carbonite. So check that out. I it's in Florida, so it's not too far from Disney World. I would love to stay there one day. That'd be great. Uh, Battlefront is getting some new updates. Uh, the we'll see the Age of Resistance brought 
to Supremacy Game Mode, but more importantly, BB-8 and BB-9E will be playable characters. They are kind of vague on what exactly they'll do, because they don't really have guns, per se, but it, that just sounds like a fun little addition there. Uh, there will be... Uh, what we got here? You can play as a droidica and on all planets and all modes, but that support them, and various quality of life changes have been made. The BB update was supposed to go live uh, earlier this week, or last week, rather. <laughs> I think I got this a couple days ago. Uh, but apparently they had issues, and now it's pushed to February 3, so it's well out now, so check your Battlefront for updates. Uh, yeah, And they're going to bring some planets back that uh, people were missing. I believe Scarif is returning. So that's cool if you're still playing that game. And... Uh, Yes, this has been your Hollow News. Microsoft Hollow News because Brock wants to play Battlefront 2. Mm. Hold on. <laughs> I, tried, I lost the top five graphic. I'm just having a day. Top five. There's like three graphics. <laughs> uh, no, there's a thousand of them. Ah, oh, okay. Because something screwed up earlier today. I got... I got home late. We may have done the live stream tonight, Brock. And there's a bunch Ooh. of problems happening. I don't have your picture, but Heidi's back. Heidi was gone the entire oh, show. Wow. Now she's returned. There she is. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you guys heard the story, but some uh, D-bag uh, went on a podcast and said that he played a Knight of Ren. And, um, and he said the ending was different. That Kylo Ren took the name Skywalker basically feeding trollism so we're uh, going to come clean today everybody we were each in Star Wars ah, and we are going to reveal who God. we played in Star Wars right now I'll go first I was in a film in the late 70s it was made for TV it's called the holiday special and I played Chewbacca Nice. It was a great. It was a great time. I remembered all of my lines. <laughs> Carrie Fisher singing was beautiful. Brock, um, I'm the rock that the Jawa hides behind. <laughs> in, you can tell because it shifts for a second. Uh, yeah, that was me. I uh, went to Juilliard in uh, ten years of tap, and it was perfect. Heidi. Uh, I'm an asteroid. <laughs> nice. So if, if you come up and start talking to me, I'm not expecting it. I'll jump and like how many times have I freaked my boss out at work? Oh my god! Have you guys seen The Empire Strikes Back? No, I the haven't. No. Do you know that the asteroid worm creature that comes out and tries to eat them on the Falcon? Yeah. At the, I played that. That was me. Um, I did that. I I was the worm. It was uh, the role of. I didn't study at Juilliard like Andrew, uh, like Brock, but uh, like Andrew, I'm mediocre at it. <laughs> Brock, number four. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not the mouse droid in A New Hope, but I'm the guy that has the. It's, it's fun fact. It's just an RC car, and you just put like a. We spray painted a black cardboard box and put it over top. Heidi, number four. Um, I was B. Arthur in the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. 
I knew it. <laughs> and I had to fight off Harvey Corman's advances. Harvey Corman. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, my number three. I. Okay. Have in Return of the Jedi. I was Luke's green lightsaber. Shooting out oh, shoot, shooting out of R2 was one of the hardest stunts I've ever had to do. I talked to Tom Cruise for weeks. He did it for me. Uh, I was the green lightsaber. Ignite the green, it always meant a lot to me. Brock? <laughs> uh, um, uh, I'm the guy with the ice cream maker in Empire Strikes Back <laughs> and knew Cloud it. City. Yeah. Heidi? Well, that's a coincidence that you were the green lightsaber because I was the original orange lightsaber that belonged to um, Darth Vader before the special edition. Oh, red <laughs> production. You got cut. <laughs> they cut you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you noticed. It was originally orange, but then when they redid it, it was changed to red. Yeah, you you brought that up, so I've looked it up, and yeah, it's pretty cool. It was orange, and you you played that part well, by the way. Yeah, you really owned it. Number two, I was pod racing Anakin. <laughs> it's working it's working well we got into podcasting that's why that's why pod racing anakin brock you're number two uh i am uh i'm mark hamill yeah. <laughs> such movies as the last jedi and the guyver uh hi i i loved you in uh the night the lights went out in texas you and Kristen. <laughs> I was like, I can't think of any other. You were great in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, by the way. Oh, so great in that one. Heidi, you're number two. Okay. Um, I think I was a waterfall at the end of. um, (laughs) You were just the menace. You're just the water on Naboo. Yeah. (laughs) Which I know this. I remember seeing this. Is just salt being poured down, and they (laughs) put it over top of like. So your salt. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, my number one, uh, this is the truth. Everybody wants Snow forever, but I am Snoke. <laughs> I am Snoke. You're welcome, world. I have answered your First... Snoky questions. <laughs> my, my number one is I am the Jedi. <laughs> You are with Ray. Yeah, no, like I'm just the words she says. <laughs> I am Jedi. That's me. Uh, I put a lot of work into it. I dug down deep, and I was like, I am the Jedi. Boom. Heidi. <laughs> uh, I was R five D four because red's my favorite color, and also I have a terrible motivator. <laughs> How did you get your like head to blow? <laughs> Oh, it's Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> great. The 70s was a different time. <laughs> it, was very different. it was a great preparation in honor of, of Andrew. Those were our top five for the 153rd episode of the Rebel Scum podcast. Wow. It's February. This was our first one in February. Uh, like we said, Super Bowl just came and went. No Star Wars uh, at all, obviously. No Star Wars moving. For- do you guys, before we go, do you, 
there was supposed to be an announcement in January for oh yeah <laughs> for a new uh, movie for the you know the the director of the new movie the coming out that director. hasn't been that hasn't happened at all right so no. can we just uh, go into that just a little bit do you think there's a, the reason for that is that they're sh- they're switching gears they haven't found somebody or something else what do you think Brock. <sighs> Honestly, don't care. <laughs> uh, I know that's a BS way of putting it, but those are my initials. Uh, I it, it is what it is. Like I think they've, regardless of the people they've let go and fired, and blah blah blah. Like I remember saying, Ron Howard directing a Star Wars movie. Like hmm, that's interesting, but I like that movie, so I'm down for anything and. I think I'm not. I feel like they're making the right choices. Look what the uh, director, directorial talent they had in Mandalorian. Like that was that was crazy. Like it was like wow, that's so cool. And I think it paid off. So no, I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. And it's like it, I feel like only in Star Wars do we care who the director is. Like everyone else is like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Heidi, what about you? Um. I, I don't know, maybe because the numbers dropped so quickly that they're scrambling around trying to figure out what's out. I mean, it did go to number one. It did make a billion dollars, but I guess it, the, the weekend uh, box office from one week to another dropped significantly. So they're trying to figure things out. Obviously, it's a cash cow that they're not going to get rid of. I just think it's interesting all the people who hated The Last Jedi are like, oh, I wish we had the other script. And it's like, well, wait a minute. That script was closer to the Last Jedi than, than this is, and you said it sucked. So yeah, yeah, you're disappointed that you got the Rise of Skywalker and set, which is I, I think some people just want to complain anyway. So. Yeah, that's what it is. No one's ever happy with it. I mean, it'll, it'll come out. Maybe they're just trying to forget what's going. On. I hope they plan something. I don't really care who uh, directs it at this point or writes it. I just hope that there's a script <laughs> and a and a. And a capable director helming it, which I think, like you said, Brock, I'm I'm sure there will be. It's just I, I hope they focus on having the script, having the story uh, before that. It put the cart before the horse has been the problem yeah. with it. Like, and you know, you know what? I think uh, when Disney bought Star Wars, they wanted to rush uh, movies out. Right? They're like, Episode Seven's coming in three years. Episode Eight's coming two years after. Like, they were just like, they're gonna rush, 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 and they need to. I think they forgot that maybe they need to sit down. And and figure it out. That being said, I there's a part of me. I've been doing a bunch of reading and stuff on it. And I'm, we may talk about this another time. But there's a part of me that really believes that when this all started, those Lucas treatments were what was going to be used, and that's why they felt confident that they could pull out a Star Wars movie as quickly as they thought because they had right. that information. But then when they got the director that they wanted, everything kind of kind of got mixed up and if you remember the release date changed from may to december because of that uh and i believe the the harrison ford situation uh affected that as well but a lot of things happen behind the scenes i just hope they don't put the cart before the horse they have the story they want they have the script that's all set the director's in there the director worked on the script i think that's very important also the director has to be in on the script writing because you can't write a script and the director comes in and says like well i want to change all this and then they're like but our release date's in six weeks so figure it all out do it right because we're all we're all going to it, right? Like we're there. We're waiting for it. Just make it worth our while. You have us already. 
don't worry about getting us. Don't worry about hooking us and bringing us in. Just worry about making the best movie you can. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, you know, I'm older than you guys. But I remember when the Star Wars movies came out. They came out every three years. Yeah. And we happily waited for them. And they were awesome. And they were probably the best other than my film. It wasn't until the prequels came out. That's, that's when it went to two, every two years. And you mm. notice people were complaining more and felt like it was rushed. So maybe not. Maybe they should go back to the formula of every two to three years instead of every six months. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And, and I don't like comparing Marvel to Star Wars to Marvel at all, but Disney obviously was when they owned them both. Marvel earned multiple films in a year. Star Wars never earned that. It's never mm-hmm. earned that right to have so like Last Jedi and then Solo right after. They just did it. Marvel didn't do that right away. It took well, I guess they kind of did with Thor and uh, Captain America, but that was after you know Iron Man and Iron Man Two and Hulk. Like it was spread out more. And it was kind of later on, yeah. and they and they promised us that it was all going to lead to this thing called the Avengers. Right? We had that promise where these are all connected. Where Star Wars is has it been like that? It didn't earn it, and I think work on it and just get it to a nice place. Yeah. Also, you guys being from Canada, you don't know that there have been some horrible Marvel TV movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh no, we know, Heidi. We know. Nick <laughs> Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. with David Hey, Aslan. you do not mess with the Hoff, Brock. <laughs> he I... hid something under his eye patch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, if you want to see something really good, see, um, you got to see the Roger Corman fantastic, fantastic movie. I have. It was fantastic. I was obsessed with that movie when I was in grade six or eight. It was in a Wizard magazine. They had a still picture, and I spent mm-hmm. years trying to watch it, and I finally did. It's the greatest movie ever, Heidi. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I watched Spider-Man when it was on TV, and that was... <laughs> the Captain America where you... His shield is the like windshield of his motorcycle movie. I was like, what is this? <laughs> ah, the good old days. Hey, hey. They so, are growing pants. You know what? They they earn their bruises, so yeah, for sure. it takes a while. Yeah. Absolutely. Ugh. All right, let's wrap this up. Heidi, thanks so much for joining us. You want to tell anybody about your book? Sir? Book uh, sir? Yeah. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Uh, I write dark romance um, or sci-fi novels. Um, you know, maybe if you're a little fan, you want to check these out. I'm also working on a, uh, a piece on a data site called Wattpad. It's called Animalistic Desires. It's a genre. Cool. Uh, right now I'm writing a story about, I'm finishing a story about a writer. Nice. So. Rayla fans will definitely enjoy <laughs> those. And uh, where can they get them? Uh, anywhere uh, online. Uh, of course, I mean, if you go to lulu.com, I get more profit, but you can go to any place that sells books. Walmart, Barnes & Noble. That's awesome. Uh, someone from hey, Germany so- bought my book. So. Nice. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. I hope it does well. Check out the book lulu.com. And Drayton is the name of the author. Heidi is the name of our friend, our executive producer here. Brock, you're also here. Hi. You also, Brock, were always scum. Rebel scum.
Hey scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.